This is Phil Diaz. I'm the pastor at Greencastle Church of the Nazarene, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. It's my prayer that God would use this podcast to speak to your life right where you're at. I pray it also builds your faith and helps give you perspective on how God can work, move, and transform your life. Enjoy the message. It's just been such a privilege to be able to be in this series uh, reset with you here this month. Uh, I pray that it's been helpful for you. Has it been helpful for you to grow in the Lord? Amen. Amen. And so as we looked at reset, we started at the beginning of January. We talked about how God wants to reset our dreams and how as he resets our dreams anew, he can reset it to the callings that we can have and ministry potential within our lives and within the church. We ask God to reset about our thinking because Lord knows I know my thinking needs reset from time to time. And we had to learn how to uh, live in the upside down kingdom of God, of knowing that love, grace, mercy, and peace has more kingdom clout than the things that the world puts as being important. We asked God also to reset how we walk. And if you remember, we, we walked in faith around the church, praying for different needs and praying in faith for things to work within the church. We were praying for the seats that you're seating in. So guess what? Your seat is anointed by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Give God praise for that. And we're still praying for that. We're just praying for more people to fill these seats that God would will. Amen. Last week, we talked about resetting our influence. We talked about how when Satan attacks us, because oftentimes he attacks us and he wants to take away our influence. Job had an influence within his life and his family. Satan attacked him and he wants to take that away. But guess what? God surrounds Satan. And my word to you today is he's surrounding him right now in this place. Because guess what? God wants to break through in this place today. Are we ready for the Lord to break through today? Amen. Give God praise for all the resetting that's been happening in the month of January. Today I'm going to talk about how God can reset our listening. And so I want you to say that with me today. Say, God, God. Reset, reset my listening. My listening. And by saying that, the Lord has answered the prayers of so many wives in this house today who might have been praying for the selective hearing of their husbands over time. I thought I'd get some amens. Amen. Yeah, see, here's an amen. So, as we talk about listening today, I want us to understand that, you know, there are some people, and you've probably come across them in life, they, they uh, question whether God really speaks or not. Uh, some people believe that God doesn't speak because God has no voice within our modern times. Some people believe that God doesn't speak because even just the whole idea of God is convoluted and made up by man. Some people that believe that God doesn't speak because he's distant or he's far away or that he's even dead. And then there's a flip side to all of these questions, too. Let's say God does speak. Does he sound more like Morgan Freeman or Charleston Heston? <laughs> if God does speak, does he only speak in the these and thous of the KJV Bible? You can laugh. It's okay. We can have fun in church. And if God does speak, is it with thunder and lightning and, and something that's audible? Because the question I want you to ask is, if God speaks, what does that sound like to you? Um, today we're going to be in an Old Testament scripture passage. 
that I hope is familiar to, to many of you. Um, for some, if it's new, praise the Lord. This is going to be a good word for you today. But I want us to be reminded that God speaks. Say that with me. God speaks. And he's speaking to anyone who is willing to listen. And the key is knowing how to tune in to God's voice as he's speaking. Are you ready to tune in to the voice of God today? Some of you are like a little hesitant. <laughs> this is the church of the Nazarene, right? Man, I didn't even get a lot for that. Some people don't even know what church they're at. Today. This is the church of the Nazarene. We believe in the Lord speaking and we believe that he does speak. And he speaks to us even here today because God is all about the business of working and transforming people in their life. And that means that he's ready to speak to you here today. So I want a big amen if you believe that here. Amen. All right. Let's look at our scripture passage. And if you want, let's stand for the reading of the word of the Lord today. We're going to be in 1 Samuel chapter 3 and we're going to be uh, looking at verses 1 through 10 today. Although there will be, there's many other scriptures, but this is going to be the, the meat and main portion of uh, the bread that we're going to be feeding upon today. Let's read this. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. This is what the word of the Lord says. It says, the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. And in those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. And one night, Eli, who's eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord when the ark of God where the ark of the Lord was. And then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and he said, well, here I am. You called me. But Eli said, oh, uh, I, I didn't call you. <laughs> Go back and lie down. And so he went and he lay down. Again, the Lord called, Samuel! Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, well, Here I am, you called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. Verse 7, Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time, the Lord called, Samuel! You guys wake yet? <laughs> and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. And then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. And so Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, Speak. Lord, for your servant is listening. Amen. And so Samuel went and he lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood there. How many of you would like the Lord just to stand where you're yes, sleeping? Yes, yes. It says the Lord came and stood there calling out at the other times, Samuel! As if once wasn't enough, Samuel! And then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. Give God praise for that this morning. Let's bow our heads for the receiving of the word today. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, as we gather together within your house, we want just more of you. And so, God, we are so grateful 
for how you want to come and reset the things within us that are dysfunctional, that are laden with sin, how you want to work and transform us into the likeness of who you are. We believe in the second work of grace in this house. And it's such a beautiful way to see that work out, even in through the scriptures. And so, God, I'm asking us here today that, Lord, you will just bless this time within your word. Bless this message. May the words that are spoken today from my mouth would be the words that you would want your people to hear. May this message, Lord, touch somebody in a way to where they want to be transformed to be more like you. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. All God's people said. Amen. Amen. You guys may be seated today. So today we're going to be working through the text a little bit. My first point for the message is this. Can you can you help me say it today? Okay. okay. Believe, Believe God, God wants to speak. Wants to speak. Turn to your neighbor and say, Believe God wants to speak. Believe God wants to speak. Amen. Amen. You just did some good preaching. And so my first point basically is this. You know, we can't hear God if we don't have faith. We can't hear God if we don't have faith. Verse 1 says this. It says, the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. It says that the word of the Lord was rare. I've I seen that in, in the studying of the passage, and I had to wonder, well, what was that? I mean... They had the tabernacle of the Lord. That was really cool. I mean, seeing the manifestation and presence of God. They had Eli. He was a priest. You think that would be, that's, that's enough, right? We have a church. There's a pastor in the church. We should have a word from the Lord, right? They also had people coming to the church, to the tabernacle. And, and they had the worship and sacrifice of things. But why? Why was this rare? Well, the reason why the word of God was rare in this time is because I believe that the Israelites were not pleasing God in the way that God desires the kind of obedience that he wants from us. There are some scholars that even suggest that some of the people in, in the Israelite community put more emphasis on the doing of the sacrifice. They put more emphasis on the things they could touch and feel as opposed to the God that they served. And so if you look at the chapter before, we see Eli's own children. And I'm going to try to put this all kind of in a nutshell today. And, and with Eli's children, they were committing some horrible, horrible sins. They were committing sexual sins at the tabernacle at the church of God. Yeah, you thought some of the rumors that your church was bad. Okay. But this was going on in the Old Testament times. This was not some modern Jerry Springer sort of thing. This was going on in the Old Testament. And it says in the scriptures that Eli, who was very old, heard about everything that his sons were doing to all of Israel. How they slept with the women and who served at the entrance to the tent meeting. Why did they do this? It's because his children didn't have any faith in the Lord. And you're like, well, I don't know about that. They were his children. They, they grew up as PKs, certainly had a little bit of faith, didn't they? Well, it says in verse 2 in chapter 2 that Eli's sons, 
were scoundrels. That's what the Word of God says. It doesn't hold back. It says that they were scoundrels at the entrance and that they had no regard for the Lord. No regard. So how could they have faith in God when their faith was set in their own desires? In their own things? How could they listen to God when their faith was set in what they wanted? You know, for some of us, we claim to have faith because we show up to church. We think we have a lot of faith just because we come in through the doors of a building that says church on it. We think that we have a lot of faith because our, our parents or grandparents grew up in a church and they had faith. So that means I probably have faith too. Some of us think that we have faith because basically we go to a Bible study or we go to a, a, a Christian event or we go to this or that. But let me tell you what. All you're doing is taking your legs and moving from one place to the next. Because faith is in the evidence of things unseen. What's your faith in? If your faith is basically in coming into a building saying that you have faith, your faith is here in the building. If your faith is in, because I go to a Bible study, your faith is in the Bible study. There's nothing wrong with church and there's nothing wrong with the Bible study. But in order to have faith, your faith has got to be placed in the right place. And there's only one place that your faith needs to be in. And that's in the Lord God Almighty. Woo. Woo. Give him praise. I want to kind of point a little bit. We're going to, I'm going to show you a little bit what I think faith looks like even within this story. We see faith kind of played out and it works like this. Uh, as we look at the story of Samuel's mother, her name was Hannah. And this is in the previous chapters. You get a little bit of context to the scripture today, okay? Is that all right? I got a couple amens, okay. I'm going to pray for the rest of y'all. Okay. But Hannah was without child. And she eventually took it before the Lord. She poured out her heart, her whole soul, her mind, her everything that she had to the Lord. And, and the problem was her womb, as it says in the scriptures, was closed off to having any children. And in fact, she was even provoked by her rival, Penia, because Penia was, well, she was just pumping out kids left and right. And she would make fun of the fact that Hannah had none. Well, I've got so many children. How many do you have? Oh, you're still zero? <laughs> Yet, Hannah was blessed with Samuel because she had a faith. She had a faith that God took notice of. In fact, the name Samuel even means because I asked the Lord for him. And in turn, she, she dedicated Samuel to the service of God and gave him to the care of Eli, the priest. And let me just say this. If you've got an impossible situation, I want you to be able to understand that God works in the impossible. And he's seen the faith that Hannah had and he did the impossible and he gave her a child. When the womb was closed, God says, no, it's not. I've just got a plan for it. Praise God. He can turn the impossible around. Praise God that he hears your prayers. And praise God. He listens to us when we're at our most downcast within our life. Can you imagine the prayers that Hannah's been offering up to the Lord all these years and how she's felt? God sees that. Here's the crazy thing. In our world today, do we believe that we can have that kind of faith that, that Hannah has? 
Do we, do we believe in this house that we can have the same faith to have the hand of God open up things that were closed to us at one time? Amen. Do we have the kind of faith that we know that we serve and believe in a God who can take things that were dead and bring them back to life? Do we have that kind of faith this morning? Amen. I want you to know that we serve a God who can take us from being hopeless to being full of hope yeah, this morning. Give him praise. Amen. You know, sometimes we can do really well with showing up to church and we can do really well with coming to events. And I love it when you guys show up because praising God is better together than it is individually. Amen. That's what I believe. And I love all that. But here's the thing. We can't put our faith and simply just coming to a place. We can't put our faith in just our even, our even our own religion. The faith has to be placed in the one who makes it all possible. And the one who makes it all possible, his name, if you don't know, it's Jesus Christ. The Lord Almighty. And so... We need to have faith. We need to have a real faith in knowing that God wants to work in all things. Because we can't hear God when our faith is misdirected. When our faith is only in something that is within this world, we're not going to be able to hear God. But when we say, Lord, just, my, my, just like Hannah, she was like, Lord, I come before you. Faith is in you. I know that, that this world can't do the impossible, but you can. How many of you need a word that God can do the impossible here today? I need to know that. I've got people here that's dealing with heavy stuff in this church. There's people dealing with things. I, have, I need to know that my God can do the impossible. And every Sunday when we gather, I see him and he does the impossible in all of your lives. Praise God for that. Amen. Give him praise. This is my second point. So say this with me today. Say, believe, believe. God, God wants to speak. And this is where it changes. To you. To you. Believe God wants to speak to you. To you. And you in the back. This is the great thing about God. God desires a personal relationship with every single human being on planet Earth. <laughs> he desires relationship. Look at verse 4 and 5 within the text. It says that the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and he said, here I am. You called me? Question mark. And but Eli said, <clears throat> you can see him like waking up like this. Oh, I didn't call. Go back and lie down. <laughs> and so he went and lay down. You see, the story here is that Samuel kept hearing the audible voice of God. And being only a boy, he thought this voice that he was hearing was, of course, the priest, Eli. And, and this goes back and forth for a little while. You know, he hears the voice of God. He's like, well, here I am. And Eli's like, I'm trying to get some sleep, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That's not the NIV. But it's just kind of like he keeps interrupting him. He keeps interrupting him. He keeps hearing this voice. It says in verse 7 that the word of the Lord had not yet, say not yet, not yet. not yet been revealed to Samuel. It says the word, yet it's important in understanding because this is an anticipatory word. You see, the download, it had started, but it wasn't yet received on the other end. It wasn't finished. You see, sometimes it takes a growth and it takes a maturity with God to understand that in order to listen to his voice, you're going to have to be able to grow with him. You're going to be able to have to open up yourself to him. And you're going to have to open up yourself to who is actually speaking to me. And this is why he kept going back to Eli. His little mind was thinking, well, it's got to be him. He's the only person in this place. There's nobody else in the church of God other than this priest. And so he just kept going back to him. He kept going back to him. Eli, on the other hand, he was not hearing the voice at all. In fact, it took Eli a while to understand that this was the voice of God. But Eli did not hear the or Eli did not hear the, the voice of God like, like Samuel did. But because he was maturing and growing in the faith as a priest, he understood who it was that was calling on Samuel. Let me ask you this. Do you believe that God wants to speak to you today? Yes. Yeah. Do you believe that he still speaks to us here today? Yes. I think he does. I think the voice of God speaks to people because I see it. Yes. I know God spoke to me. And when God spoke to me, it wasn't a loud and audible call like it was with Samuel. But the voice of God spoke so loud within my inner being, within my heart, within my mind, within my spirit. He wouldn't let me go. And so when I heard that voice is when I began to listen. Yeah. Amen. I began to listen. When he speaks, let me say this. He's louder than the fears that you're dealing with. He's louder than the doubts that have found their way inside of your story. And when he speaks, the same voice that spoke to the waters to be calm and to be still is the voice that is also speaking to you. The same voice, the same God who created everything into being. What a beautiful day we have today, by the way. Thank you, Lord. That same voice created everything is the same voice that wants to talk to you yes. amen and believe me when I say this God wants to speak to you here today God desires a personal relationship with you here today give him praise give him praise there's no other religious deity there's no other person that I know of that wants a personal relationship with you other than Jesus Christ. Everything else wants to be served or everything else is to bring this or to that. God wants you as you are right here, right now. Because he knows that if you come to him as you are, he can do the work to move you into being more like him within his image. Give him praise this morning, church. Give him praise. Hallelujah. Amen.
Amen. All right, now say this with me. This is my last point. Believe God. Believe God. Once a response. Once a response. Woo! I'm getting ready to preach real good right now. This might be overwhelming for some of you, but this is so true. God wants to use you. <laughs> he doesn't want to just talk to you. He wants to use you. And so let's look at the last few verses here. Uh, I want to look at verse 8 and kind of move on from there. It says, Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. And so Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls you, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And so Samuel went, he lay down in his place. The Lord came, he stood there, right there at the bed, and he was calling at the other time. He said, Samuel! Samuel! And then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Speak, for your servant's listening. God wants a response from you. Just as much as he also wanted a response from Samuel. It may take you a few times to understand when God is trying to talk to you. But the Lord of all, he wants a response from you. Your response is important to him. When I had my call into ministry, it took me a good while to consecrate and to be listening to that voice of God. I was advised by my father-in-law that this isn't something that you just want to go into on a whim or half-hearted or something of that nature. You have to know without a shadow of a doubt that this is the Lord calling you into this. And if it's not the Lord calling you into this, then, you know, it might be something that you may consider not doing. If you don't have to do it, don't do it. This is what he told me. And so... I began to pray and I began to take special time out of my day to pray and focus on that. I used to get a 15 minute break at work and I would always go out into my car and pray for that 15 minute break every single day at work of trying to understand the voice of God. I was praying in my mind as I was doing work throughout the day. I was praying on my way home into work and all of that. I, I, I had this time of dedication to understand the voice that I was hearing. Is it God or is it me? Is it God or is it something else? Because I wanted to know that without a shadow of a doubt, it was yes. the Lord God Almighty. Yes. And so I prayed and prayed, and it wouldn't let me go. And I had all my excuses. <laughs> I had all kinds of them. I can't do this. I'm not good at speaking. Lord, I'm not, you know, this or that. But that voice, it kept speaking to me. Every excuse that I had, it kept saying, you don't have to worry about that. Because I've got a better way and a better plan for you. Every time I would throw up something that said, God, I, I can't. I would say, yes, you can. Because through me, you can do all things. Amen. And, and let me say it this way. The Lord, it, he, when he spoke to me and I went into ministry, I mean, it wasn't easy. And I've told you all of this. My wife helped me so much through all of that. I mean, she, she just dedicated herself to helping me 
get through the worst and tough times of it. Because there's a lot of times I did, I wanted to quit. It's hard. It's hard working full time. It's hard going to college full time. It's hard trying to be a father because I wasn't even, I wasn't even in that phase of life yet, but it's hard to learn how to be a father and a, and a husband and, and work and do that. I mean, it's hard. It's not easy. It's not something I would tell people, but that voice that spoke to me so loud, I could never get it out. And as much as I wanted to quit, she would always help me along and understand that you, this is what you need to do. This is what God called you to do. So I, I, I just simply, I praise God for my wife today for her helping me on that. I wouldn't be here today without her in that regard. Give God praise. Pastor Amanda this week, I said, how did you know about your calling? So why don't you come up here for a minute? I'm going to have you. Yeah, she's like, oh, I hope I did it. I do. <laughs> but let me just say it this way. She had a calling too. And it's better to hear from the person who was called as opposed to hear from, well, I'm just second hand. Okay, I'm up here with no shoes on. Um, so when I was a teenager, um, God started opening my heart to be a missionary. Um, I don't really remember where this was. It may have been a church camp. I have no idea. <laughs> um, but I was only like 13. So for me, college was a long way away. But once it started um, getting closer to college, God like kind of knocked on my door saying, hey, remember a few years ago what I told you? I'm like, oh. So um, I started trying to go to Olivet, but they didn't give me enough money. So <laughs> I went to Indiana Wesleyan University, started out as, um, I don't remember anymore, some sort of religion major. I don't remember what it was now. But um, I think my sophomore year, there was one night God kept me up only thinking about missions. He would not let me sleep. And if you know me, I get super cranky when I can't sleep. So this is not a good thing. But I ended up changing my major to Christian education with a minor in intercultural studies. And I went on a short-term mission trip to the Czech Republic teaching English for two weeks, fell in love um, just with the Czech Republic to begin with. And then um, I went to Kansas City to get more training because I knew like where I was, I wasn't ready to go to the mission field. And after I graduated in 2004, there was just an itching, a longing for me to get out of America. But I had some debt that I had to take care of but some of my friends were already teaching in Korea, at Korean Nazarene University. And I went over on a whim to teach English for two weeks at one of their winter camps, fell in love with teaching to begin with. And I applied to teach, got very discouraged when it said just, you have to wait. And I thought it was gonna be almost forever. But a semester later, they invited me to come teach. What kind of helped is because I knew people who knew people, and they helped me get in. And it was just an amazing time, and 
You know, I've just been following what God wanted me to do next. And so for now, my theater plans it here until God moves me. Amen. Because if you hear God speak, God deserves an answer. God deserves an answer. And here's the great thing about that. You don't have to go to a Bible college or university to be plugged into the work of God. God's got things that you can be plugged into here within this church, and you don't need a degree. Amen. 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 I didn't get a strong amen, but okay, I'll take it. <laughs> but it's the truth. Um, if you're a Sunday school teacher, if you've taught Sunday school, just raise your hand. See? Amen. There's some faithful servants of the Lord. If, if you have helped in one way or the other in the church, just raise your hand this morning. There's all sorts of things to do within the church. And there's all sorts of things that even in your own personal life, within your own ministry, to your co-workers or to your friends and to, to people you know, that the thing of it is, is are you listening? Are you listening? Are you listening to what God wants you to do? Samuel said these words to the Lord that changed his life. He said, speak for your servant is listening. I want us to think about it this way. Um, right now where you're at, where you're sitting, I want you just to bow your heads today. I want you to be in a posture of stillness and try to, to try to take out any thoughts and voices right now. And we're going to sit in just a few moments of silence here today. Because I believe that it's one thing to talk about a sermon and it's one thing to preach it, but then I feel like it's for me. I need to give you an opportunity to listen to God today. And so we're going to sit in some silence for a little bit. Now, for some of you, that may be really uncomfortable because you don't like the quiet. But I want you to know that God works in the quiet and in the stillness when we can be still and know that he is the Lord. And I want you to try to listen to that voice of love and tenderness and grace. Let's just bow our heads in and listen to what God has for us here today. Jesus, as we come before you here today in prayer, as we come before you here today, Lord, we're grateful that you and your voice 
is not distant, it's not far away, and it's not dead. Your voice is active and alive and working within this world today. And so God, my prayer is that you help us to listen. Help us to have the faith to understand and to know that you want to speak to us. Help us to be able to tune out the things within our walk, within our life, that we make such a big fuss about, but really in the end, the only thing we really need to focus on is you. The problems, the situations, the feelings that we have within us. God, I want you to be able to work and move in places and in things, Lord. Help us to say what Samuel said, to speak to you and to say that we are listening. Lord, as we are here today, whatever it is that you want to say to us, whether it be in an audible voice or a voice that echoes and thunders within our hearts and within our minds, I pray that we be obedient to what you will. I pray this in the name of Jesus. God's people said. Amen. 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 Are you listening today, church? Are you listening? God's speaking. He wants to work and move in your life. He wants to work and move. Amen. Give him praise for that. Well, let's stand this morning, and I just want to have also just a prayer of dismissal. And I uh, just want to pray blessings over you here today. Dear Jesus, as we leave this place today, we know that you are listening to us, and that we also know that you want to speak to us. Thank you, Jesus, for this gift that you have given to us through your son Jesus Christ who shed his blood on the cross for us so that we can have access so that we can have a way and so that we can know without a shadow of a doubt that you want to work and move with us thank you Jesus for that gift Lord as we close out this service today I just simply pray Lord that for whoever this word is for Lord I pray that you just have them be still and listen and let them know, Lord, that you're so much closer to them. You're so you're as close to them as you were to Samuel within that man. And we give you praise for that. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. And we thank you that we can come again and receive a special word here tonight through our movie night. We pray for that gathering tonight that you bless that. Bless us as we leave this place today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 As you go out, go out in the peace and love of God. Know that your prayers can be answered and that he's listening to you. Let's listen to him. Praise God. You guys are just Hey, thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. 
If you would like to connect with me or Greencastle Church of the Nazarene, you can find us on Facebook at Greencastle Nazarene and also on our website, www.greencastlenazarene.com. May you have a blessed and wonderful day in the Lord.